day and welcome to another International News Desk special. Today we chat Eric Ten Hag, Gareth Bale, PSG and going in for Paul Pogba and is Benzema the best number nine? Let's wait and hear what the, the top dog says. Mr. Kurt Buckerfield, how are you, sir? Shawnee, I'm good. How are you doing? I'm world class, thank you. Um, sh- shall we start off with Benzema and... Uh, He's been dubbed, I think it was, was it Rio Ferdinand that, that said something quite, I wouldn't say it's controversial, but uh, someone at uh, 34 being dubbed the best number nine in the world. What's your take on this? Yeah, I mean, I think that he, there's a shout for him being uh, potentially the best player in the world right now, full stop. Wow. Um, I think with his latest hat-trick against Chelsea in the Champions League this week, he Incredible. became the first French player to score or to reach double figures in a single Champions League campaign. So he's got 11 goals in eight games of the season. Wow. Um, Oldest player to score a hat-trick, broke his own record. um, I think two or three weeks after setting the record against PSG. Um, 50 goal contributions this season in 36 games in all competition. Wow. Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, his last two Champions League performances alone, um, the, the hat-trick we just spoke about against PSG, which mm. came in, I think, 17 minutes yes. in the second half to turn that tie on its head. Um, now, the hat-trick against Chelsea this week, I think it probably makes him um, the front-runner for the Ballon d'Or in 2022. Wow. Um, they changed, uh, France Football, the organisers of the award, changed the criteria recently where they said it won't be based on what the player achieves with within a team. So, no more team trophies, and things like that won't really be taken into account. So it's based purely on individual performance. And I think that... There's, there's no other choice, right? Right now, I think there's no other choice. I mean, Salah's had a phenomenal season, but he's sort of dropped off over the last two months. Um, he then struggled at... Well, I mean, of course, he didn't struggle, but he, he lost the final of, of the AFCON and then didn't um, manage to help um, Egypt qualify for the World Cup. So there's... A bit of momentum lost there, um, and Benzema seems to just be picking up momentum as the season goes on. Um, and you know, I keep saying, I just think it's incredible that at 34 he, he seems to be continuing to improve. Um, yeah, he's been phenomenal over the last couple of seasons now, but yeah. this is arguably the best form he's ever been in. So, um, so my, my question, Kurt, I'm going to interrupt yeah. you there really because I'm quite a rude guy. Is that if we look at Benzema and we look at um, how he has changed as a player, and it's obviously since Cristiano Ronaldo left, um, we can say the same for Bruno Fernandes. We've spoken about it United when Ronaldo's in the team, he's not the same player. Is this is this a, a common theme that we're seeing? I just, I just think it's naturally difficult for a lot of players to shine. I think it's hard to shine when you're playing against, you know, arguably football's biggest global superstar. Yeah. Um, and Benzema was very happy to, to play second fiddle to yes. sort of um, complement Ronaldo's game. And, mm. you know, he was happy to do that and play that role. Um, and I don't think that anybody would have expected him to um, sort of take on that, that role himself when Ronaldo left and reach these sort, sort of levels. Um, so it probably is a common theme. I don't think that's necessarily a bad yeah. thing because Ronaldo obviously took Real Madrid to... I think, what, four Champions League finals, or they at least won four Champions Leagues. Um, They won plenty with Ronaldo. They scored 450 goals in 438 games. So it's not necessarily 
Um, I don't. It's not a criticism of Ronaldo, but it's no, definitely no, a reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred um, percent. Yeah, I just uh, it's phenomenal. I think that Benzema right now is is the best player in the world for sure. Incredible. Let's stay with uh, Real Madrid and Gareth Bale's agent, uh, Jonathan Barrett, has confirmed that he'll be leaving the Spanish capital this summer um, at the end of, uh, at the end of his contract, and he <laughs> the 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 the. The Spanish faithful have been calling him a parasite. Yeah, the Spanish media, amazing. <laughs> they really, really despise, they loathe his existence. Yeah, and and I mean, rightly or not rightly so, I mean, you can't blame Gareth Bale for signing a three or four hundred thousand pound a week contract, whatever he's on, and playing X amount of games. It is, it is crazy, and um, you can't blame him to do that. You've got to blame Real Madrid. But he is leaving, thank goodness, which will obviously free up a bit of bit of spend yeah for sure um so yeah uh, jonathan barnett came out to say that he'll be he'll be moving on and that he hopes um his client gets a, a nice sending off but i don't think that's necessarily <laughs> something we'll see um and it's very difficult to to assess bale's real madrid career because while he has scored some really big goals in yeah. big finals i think he's he scored twice against liverpool when they beat liverpool 3-1 in that final in 2018 yeah um including a bicycle kick yes um i think back to years ago when he scored that goal against barcelona in the copa del rey final when he um i don't know if you remember it sean but he hit the ball past i think i can't remember who it was at right back to barcelona but he, he sort of left the field, bailed, and ran around this guy. Yes. Um, and then go, runs all the way into the box and I beats remember the that. keeper. Incredible. So he's had some big moments, but um, he's never really had the love of Real Madrid supporters. Um, I, I think that there's been rumors that he doesn't speak Spanish, which, which his agent has rubbished. His agent says he does speak Spanish. Yeah. And he does loads for the, the community in Madrid, donated to hospital during, uh, hospitals during COVID. Played a um, lot of golf. Played a hell of a lot of golf. So he, he loves Madrid, Bale. Yeah, yeah. Um, the city at least. But um, fans just don't seem to really like him that much. Um, but there's no indication of where he goes next. Um, I, I don't think that he would return to the Premier League. Um, I, I don't know if any club really takes a gamble on him just because of his injury record yeah. over the last few seasons. So he's had a great career, um, but it's definitely been interesting. And it, it's hard to, like I said, it's just hard to assess um, I mean, he's been successful. He's, he's the most successful British player of all time, but um, hasn't ever really been treated as as the most successful British player of all time. When you say most um, successful British player, you're obviously Just in terms of trophies and stuff yes, like that. Yeah, yeah incredible. Um, so from one disliked player to another, let's talk about your boy, uh, Paul Pogba. Um, so PSG coming in for him, or is this just rumors? Uh, obviously he's free. Um, it, it does sound like a um, an obvious move, but I think he's sort of holding out for a possible return to Juventus. Is that correct? Well, uh, see, I'm not sure. Um, it's it's just really. It's your job to know, Chris. No, but I mean, Sean, come on, let's be real. I don't know at this point whether he prefers a move to Juventus, um, but I think that PSG is some is something that would excite him. There's some top players there. Mm. There's a chance to. You know, I don't want to criticize him because I really like Paul Pogba, but there's a chance for him to to go and coast in League One, sort of playing for the biggest side in France. Yeah. Um, where, you know, bar last season, they they seem to walk the league every year. Mm. So I do think that it's it's a nice option for uh, for Pogba. He will earn a lot of money, um, and then sort of be counted on in 
you know, big Champions League games. Um, I think the excitement for any player going there is to try and get them over the line in Europe, which no player has, has achieved. <clears throat> Messi going there now, um, things haven't gone according to plan. Since Neymar's been there in 2017, they haven't, uh, things haven't gone according to plan. So I think for Pogba, it's probably a chance to go and play with some really high profile players yeah. um, to earn a lot of money. Um, and I think it will be sort of comfortable, you know, going back home or at least back to France. Um, but also, we do I know... Also, sorry, could I also read that uh, PSG's offer isn't... Um, it doesn't stand up to United's counter-offer. Or well, yeah, right? I, look, I don't think that United would be offering him um, what he wants right now, Sean. He yeah. earns, I think... What 290, is 290. 290. Um, <laughs> the, I, I read a report that United were willing to pay him something like 350, 400,000 pounds a week. But I, I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that United could do that when they have other players more deserving of contract extensions. Yes. Um, they're trying to take care of, or they've just announced a, an extension for Bruno Fernandes. Have they? Um, yes. He, so he, he now earns 240,000 a week. He was on 100,000 a week. Um, which didn't even make him one of the best 10 paid players at United. No. Um, so I don't think it would be fair to go and give Pogba 400,000 no. um, and give Bruno Fernandes 240,000 when you weigh up their contributions over the last two years. Um, you know, those, I mean, Bruno Fernandes has been probably the most inf influential player there. Without a doubt. Um, Paul Pogba's had some really inconsistent form. Yeah. Um, people aren't sure about him. Fans don't really um i don't know there's at least a large section of manchester united fans who wouldn't want to see him stay yeah. so it's looking increasingly unlikely that he stays at united um we do know that he's obviously got this affinity towards juventus because he he went there and played there for four years won a ton of trophies yeah. um he was really successful there um so it's gonna be interesting i, I think real madrid's prop uh, probably still an option for him too mm. um you know he's a free agent if you go anywhere it's probably going to come down to who offers him the best contract and, and maybe project. Um, yep. Maybe playing at Real Madrid is something that excites him more. He's, mm. he's previously said that it, it's a dream um, for any player to, to want to play for Real Madrid. Um, they are likely to sign Mbappe on a free, maybe a few other players. Mm. So, yeah, we'll see. And um, quote-unquote dressing room sources at United say Pogba is effectively gone as he approaches the final two months of his contract and the club has been planning for his expended, expected departure for the most of the season. Um, United intend to sign at least one midfielder in the, in the summer. Do you have any ideas who that possibly might be? So I actually saw this week that United could be targeting Calvin Phillips, mm. uh, the Leeds United midfielder. Good player. Um, yeah, I like him. I think it would be a good option. He's a hard worker. He's a good yeah. ball player. Yeah. Um, he's a tough tackler. So I, I would like to see that happen. I think that it's ludicrous that United have not signed a defensive midfielder um, in the last three years. Mm. Um, it's very obvious to everybody who watches United that that's where the problem is. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that even, you know, I've, I've been quite critical of Harry Maguire, but I think it's even hard to um, judge Harry Maguire. It's hard to judge Rafael Varane when they are playing behind McTominay and Fred, when mm. they don't have that um, security in front of them. I think yeah. that a solid defensive midfielder changes an entire team. Um, and you see that at every big club in the world, you know, Sergio Busquets, Rodri at, at City, um, Fernandinho before him, of course. 
Um, Liverpool have got Fabinho, they've got Thiago. Yeah. So, so the options in midfield for United have been really poor over the last few seasons. So it's important that they that they bring someone in for sure. Agreed. Um, staying with Man United, quote unquote, Man United are close to finalising the appointments of Eric Ten Hag as a new manager. A deal is not done. And United's stance at the process is still underway with multiple candidates, but it is understood official negotiations will now begin. United insists no appointment is imminent. Kurt the dirt, what's going on? Yeah, so while, you know, Manchester United sources have said that um, a deal is not imminent, they, uh, uh, Fabrizio Romano, of course, um, on all the breaking news, um, has said that, you know, the talks are underway. Um, United recently interviewed Ten Hag. It apparently went well. Um, Ralph Ragnick has uh, reportedly approved of Ten Hag, who has um, had already some big conversations with United uh, with regards to budget, uh, potential signings for next season, about whether he will be back in the transfer window. Um, so it appears that they have have chosen to go uh, down the Ten Hag route instead of the Pochettino route. Um, Pochettino did have many and still has many admirers at United, but um, I think that the move to appoint him sort of lost momentum, um, you know, given his time at, at PSG. I think it's probably harsh to judge him on, on what's happened in France. I think it's harsh to judge any manager on what they do at PSG. Um, but yeah, Ten Hag is, is considered a, a really good tactician. Um, he's excellent at working with youngsters, improving youngsters. He's shown that he can rebuild teams. I think it was after that 2019 semi-final he took Ajax to in the Champions League. Um, you know, a ton of players were pinched. Uh, Donny van der Beek, uh, De Ligt, uh, Frankie de Jong. And he's shown that he can, you know, rebuild and continue winning domestic titles. So, I think it's an exciting move for, for United, um, for United fans especially. Um, they just want to see change, you know, they, and um, it looks like that might be coming soon, but who knows how it will go. Um, don't think it's fair to put all this expectation on him and, uh, you know, treat him as if he will be the club's saviour. I think it's going to be a long process, um, but I think it's probably a step in the right direction. Yeah, I think uh, what makes this a lot easier is the relationship between United and Ajax. Uh, obviously, a lot of business done in the past. Yeah. And also that Ten Hag's compensation price is only around £1.7 million compared to Pochettino at £15 million. Yeah. So whether that has something to do with it, I don't know. I'm sure it does. But um, we will watch this space very, very carefully, Kurt the Dirt. Kurt, before I say goodbye, and I love you, is there anything else you'd like to add? Anything we should be keeping our eyes and ears open this week? Um, no. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> no, I've, uh, not that I can think of anything right now, but um, yeah, we'll catch up next week and hopefully there'll be loads to talk about. Yeah, amazing. Uh, Kurt, thank you so much. And that is how we wrap up today's International News Day special. So whether you have been listening on SL Podcast, Google Play or Apple Podcasts, thank you for tuning in. I've been your host, Sean Robinson. Of course, Mr. Kurt Buckfield. Thank you, sir. Cheers, Sean. Thank you very much. 